All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, spinning the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a Dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Your number is 877-374-7463 to participate. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Pillin Whiskey. Keep in mind, Pillin Whiskey is an oak barrel aged whiskey distilled in Canada using the finest ingredients before bottling glaciers fed. Spring water is added from Mount Hood, Oregon's highest peak. Keep in mind, Pillin Whiskey delivers an uncommonly smooth taste and a rich, complex flavor. That's Pillin Whiskey, which is an official spirit of the Pro Rodeo Cowboy Association, which is the PRCA, and it's official whiskey of the Professional Bull Riding Tour, which is the PBR Velocity Tour, and it's an official sponsor of the Sports Grind. That is Pillin Whiskey. Um, and South Texas really it makes you feel right now the way the weather is. You just want to stay in and and drink a little. Pendleton whiskey. That's what I did last night. Yeah. I'm keeping my eye on you, man. So because these people are paying, don't mean you got to go all crazy. The drink responsible. That's the main thing. Exactly. Okay, we've got some reaction coming in from Facebook Live. Let's go way up at the top. Who came in with that one up top, Dak? Who was that? Josh Medina. Oh, shocking. Josh Medina. Dak ended Brady's career. Come on, Josh. That's a go-go gadget arm reach, man. Okay, you know me. I defend Dak. I do all that. That's a go-go gadget. Everybody named Mama knew Tampa wasn't able to beat Dallas with the type of uh, weaponry that Tom was walking into with. What do you got? If they didn't make the playoffs, though, do you think Tom Brady goes out the career he's had without making the playoffs? Looking at his video and looking at the way he looked and the words that I'm hearing from people that are close by to him, that he's exhausted. And it's not just about his career. It's about what he went through personally. It took a lot out of him. So, yes, even if they would have missed the playoffs, I think he knew he was done. You know, he wasn't going to put his, you know, Tom's a smart dude. Tom can look at it and see exactly how far they're away from really being back to where they were. And I'll tell you this right now. I don't believe, I don't know for sure if he's going straight to TV. I know what that price tag and that contract that we talked about a year ago. Um, I will tell you that right now, I wouldn't be surprised if you don't see him right away in TV or he backs off from that. I know the offer's on the table and it's there, but again, and again, it kind of brings me full circle because Greg Olds, I mean, he's the new darling. I mean, he doesn't jump off. He, he doesn't jump off of the screen at me. Now, what's crazy about it is that Tony Romo is basically becoming like public enemy number one for fan base, NFL fan base. People are getting tired of Tony's antics now to me he's he's had some games here in the playoffs where he because at first he was cute where he was predicting the play before it came but also he put that on display but in these last couple games he didn't call some stuff that's not really right i'll tell you right now go back to that play i think it was it was kansas city chiefs and cincinnati when i think it was the chiefs or it was cincinnati i can't remember it's like fourth to three. They're not going to spike this gym they're not gonna, they're not going to snap this gym they're not no no it's gonna oh they're snap they're going for it I mean, he's had those little blunders, so it's crazy. And part of it, I feel, is because Tom Brady, Greg Olson, that's who Tom is supposed to be replacing. But now, all of a sudden, everybody's ramping the rave how good Tom, uh, that Greg Olson is. I don't see it quite yet. I, first of all, I thought I didn't think Romo was going to be cut out for this. He was end up being better than what I thought. But it's crazy how society has flipped on him all of a sudden. Keeping it going with some of our comments. Um, Terry, check it in, says, did Cal already spend half the day talking about Sean Payton and the Broncos? Abilene Wake Up House is going to be a long year. Um, funny. 
Terry. And no, I didn't spend the whole time talking about it, but it's good. Hey, look, he was the biggest candidate out there. Now, I know I've got Carl checking in at Facebook Live. He's telling me, oh, please let me know that this is just a bad trade with Sean and this. I mean, look, people, I could take my personal interest out of it. And I would tell you, if you really dive in, because that lets me know a lot of people, even the people in my fan base that listen to the show that really don't pay attention to really the Broncos over the last six years. If you really dive into this organization and where things started to crumble, you have to think this is one of the most winning franchise in NFL history. I know people get sick when I say it's the truth. Don't let seven years with no playoffs fool you. Go to the 80s, go to that. This is the perfect example of what I've preached down here in the 210. If you look at what they've gone through in seven years where you have John Elway, the guy that's responsible for every trophy in that, that case at Doe Valley. If you look at that polarizing figure and you got Joe Ellis, Okay, that's run. Those two dudes been running and I like John. I love him, but they've been running amok for years. And why? Because the kids were infighting about the sale of the team. You had some of the kids that wanted to keep the team. You had some of the kids that say, uh, did y'all see how much teams are selling for? We want to cash out. Daddy would have wanted this. With Mr. B, what they call him in the Colorado area, when his health started to deteriorate before he passed, you start seeing him less behind. Look at what happened. They burned through coaches like a chain smoker, man. Snoop Dogg, Willie Nelson, they were going through these first-year coaches. They passed on Kyle Shanahan because Joe Ellis, there was something old that wasn't settled between him and his daddy. Look at what Kyle's turned out to be. So when you have an owner, the Pinner Group, that comes in and buys his team for a record 4.2, 4.6, whatever it was, and money's not an object, this is what you get in Having an owner. Now, when you say, oh, give those trades up, put in perspective. Go do the history of the teams that have traded for a coach. It hasn't happened that often, but they've all gone on to win Super Bowls. Number two, it solidifies the franchise at that position. It basically brings Sean is a figure. And first, let's keep it real. From what I've heard, people even my sources, the truth of the matter is, no, Sean Payton wasn't their first choice. If you want to keep it real, he was their third choice. Jim Harbaugh in Michigan was their first choice. They met with them over virtual. Then they flew down there last week with a contract in hand, agreed to in principle $17 million a year and guaranteeing you you're going to be the highest coach at some point in the NFL. Jim just can't leave Michigan. Then you circle back and say, okay, well, D'Amico Ryans, let's go after with the well, because D'Amico's campus said we never told him no, but they didn't want to wait. And they probably didn't want to get knowing the evidence and saying, hey, his family's there. So they probably looked at the right. Hey, do we really want to waste it? Do we want to try to get on the phone with Mickey Loomis and the Saints and try to get Sean back? Sean's probably the best one. I would say probably he's probably the best one for the situation they got with Russell. They end up winning. It was a no win situation. But look at this. You when 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 Carl sits there and says, tell me this is a bad for the picks. They traded Bradley Chubb for Sean Payton. Denver was never going to pay Bradley Chubb that money. They weren't supposed to have a first round pick anyway because of Let's Ride guy. So forget the picks. Next year, okay, the second round, you can always make trades to get more picks. Saints have put a third one. I, now, I don't know about giving two first rounders, but come on, man, that's a culture changer. Is he going to come in there and run right away? And, you, and Carl said nine wins. First of all, go take a gander day schedule who's on the team next year. It's pretty light. They don't have a hard schedule. 
They got one extra home game. They got nine. They got an extra home game. How the hell that happened, I don't know. It's probably this whole scheduling stuff or whatever since we extended weeks. They won five games with a guy that was hired to try to get Aaron Rodgers that was under a lot of pressure, had four primetime games, was melting and sweating every primetime game for clock management everything. They managed still to win five games. Now, look, let's go beyond. So to me, it's, it's hell yeah, it's worth it. When you're going, when you're firing them kind of coaches, coaching matters at this, at this level. And Sean is the, you, Jim, yes. Those only two. D'Amico probably couldn't do it. Dan Quinn damn sure couldn't do it. I love Caldwell, but he couldn't do it. What I'm talking about, Sean is going to keep in mind the tree he comes from is Bill Parcells, old school, but he's a he's developed with the time. Sean's going to come in. And say, hey, Russ, you know that office you got? I want to use it now. And by the way, let Sierra and the kids know camp is okay. But after that, I can't have them traveling and all this. Cut it down. He's going to do that. And you know what Russ going to do? All right. Okay. Remember Mr. Miyagi? And when he's taking Danielson through the training and he was painting the fence and he was doing all this. And Daniel didn't know what the hell he was doing. He thought he was just being a slave. And Daniel's like, okay. He's like, hey, show up tomorrow. We'll start early. And he's like, you know, I'm being your damn slave, man. I'm all you're supposed to teach. He's like, oh. He goes, show me, Sender. Show, Sender Flow. Show. And Daniel's like, that's the respect that Sean going to come into Russ. And let me tell you something. I don't have inside sources, but I can confirm this because I know I'm probably right. When they were talking during these meetings, Sean and the Pinner group and Connelisa Rice sitting there, Sean told him this. Tell me if he doesn't turn around next year, I can go look for a quarterback and we can cut bait. And the Pinner group saying, hey, well, money, it's going to hurt them dead money. It's, it ain't going to, there was no way in hell they could get off this contract this year. Hell, the contract don't really kick in until after next year. Next year, they can move on to it. I promise you he was promised that. And after that, it's like, okay, let's go. Because now the pressure's on Russ. Because if Sean can't get, I don't like the word fix. Everybody's all fix Russ. You know what Russ needs to do? Russ needs to tell Sierra, like, look, man, I got to stay off the red wine. I got to stay off of this. And we, and I got to see what's coming in the fridge. I know the kids got this. I will let you know if Russ is ready when he shows up in August, if I can see some cheekbones. I'm pretty sure that Sean's going to have some talks with them. If he can't play better, all they need is Russ to be a B-plus quarterback, a B quarterback with the defense. It, that's If he can't get it done, if Sean can't fix him, I hate using that because I don't think it's fair. If he can't make him play better, Russ is gone. Russ is gone. So there's no way you can sit there and poo-poo on this hire. There's, you just can't. The guy's won, and he should have basically won more Super Bowl. Now, is there a thing? Do I think he's got an ego? And not only that, I heard Teddy Bruschi say this, which is right. He's a little bit, he, he's got a little prick in him. That's Sean. He's coming in with, the, he's an ass. He's cocky. That's exactly what Russ needs. Like, no, man, you're not the face of this. Remember all the talk we talked, the disconnect between Russ and other teammates. Sean going to fix that. That's what you pay. The numbers ain't come out yet, but I'm telling you, it's got to be about 18, 19. And it's got to, if D'Amico got a six-year deal, which is huge for D'Amico, Sean's got to have that. So there you go. This is what I also, let's take it away from Denver. Hey, and this is for Raider fan, Raider Nation. And this is for lightning bolt charges. Go, charges, go. You got two future Hall of Fame coaches in the AFC West now. And Andy Reid and Sean Payton. 
I believe this puts a little bit more pressure on Josh McDaniels. His leash might not be as long, despite what Mark Davis said. And it damn sure puts the, with that Spano family that basically got the Chargers. It, I don't care what Hibbert says about Staley. It puts his that you got two Hall of Fame coaches in the AFC West now. And I don't know if Andy Reid's buying out anytime soon. There you go. The pass going to get it, it, Look, eight wins next season, nine. Improved by four or five. Next year, you'll be done with that Russ trade. But uh, it'll be right around my prediction when Russ signed up. About three or four years. By the year three of Sean, they'll be Super Bowl contenders. Probably be winning, probably competing that division. It's gotten a little bit hard. He's the real deal, man. And I would have said that if he went with anybody. Dallas fans has been salivating for him for the last five, seven years. They've been begging Jerry to do a trade similar to this. So don't come over there now. He was the biggest fish. He just won their first choice. And the only reason why he wasn't the first choice? Because of compensation and money. Rich folks, that's how they got money. You want to find the cheap stuff. They ain't used to paying for nothing. They get everything for free. You go When you go to the store, some people use coupons. You could buy that, but if I can get it cheaper, I'll go with this one. That's all it was, but Sean was the best guy for the job with what their situation is. But he better. I'm waiting. The thing, this whole thing about negotiating with Vic Vangio as his court. I mean, my God, I'm hoping that's the best. I love Vic. If it ain't broke, man, keep this guy over here. What do you got? Uh, really quick on here. David Hookstead of Outkick.com, uh, quoting or citing rather, uh, Channel 9 News in Denver, um, that the network, according to their sources, believes that the deal for Sean Payton is going to be somewhere in the 17 to $20 million range. Uh, that, again, we talked about that the other day, may, would make him the second highest paid head coach in the NFL. Uh, the deal further is believed to be five years. So if you were to do all that math there, could totally uh, earn at least $85 million and up to $100 million, again, according to Outcook.com. And when you look at the trades done over the years mm. for you know coaches, Bill, Bar- Bill Parcells in 97, Patriots to the Jets. That was a first, a second, a third, fourth, and $300,000 in 97. Uh, Mike Holmgren in 99 from the Packers to the Seahawks. Belichick in 2000 from the Jets to the Patriots. We know how that worked out for them. Uh, John Gruden in 2002, Raiders to the Bucks. We know how that worked out for them. Herm Edwards in 2006, Jets to the Chiefs. Arians, 2019, Cardinals to the Buccaneers. They turned that into Title II. And now Sean Payton to the Broncos. I can't wait till next week. I mean, people will start showing up in Scottsdale and Arizona for the Super Bowl. But that Sunday countdown on Super Bowl week, I, I don't really watch that show too much. But I and I love this guy. I got a lot of respect for him. Him and his daddy, rest his soul. But I need a I need a camera in front of Rex Ryan's face. Rex Ryan was more adamant about that than hey, no way he's taking that job. Why would you take that job in a Patrick? Hey, I love Rex and knows more about football than I do in two lifetimes. <laughs> people ain't scared of competition, man. The guys as cocky as Sean, they want to go into the Do you want to compete or not? And according to sources, Sean said it's not as much as bad as everybody thinks. I kind of like the roster. Change the strength and conditioning coach. They already fired the special teams coach. Get guys healthy. The young. The best receiver was hurt. Now I'm hearing now, and we'll leave this because everybody's like, damn, man. This is Colorado. I thought he said it was in San Antonio. Is this Colorado? No, not yet. But I will tell you this, rumor has it, the Saints might be looking, and it might be, Sean might looking over to say, hey, man, y'all looking to dump Kamara? 
Um, my sources are telling me that could be, you know, Alvin Kamara, because you got they got Javante Williams. Now we don't know he's a stud, but he's coming off that injury. I think Murray has earned the roster spot. But hey, Kamara, you like Colorado? It's legal over there. Come on, Kamara. Hey, man. That's the effect that Peyton had when he went there. Free agents, they want to come. Guys gonna want to play for Sean. Now, Russ, it's on Russ. <laughs> it's on him. Take the dead hit. It's on him. You won't hear me defending him too much, and I'll let you know right now. He, he better come in with the skinny face. Now, keeping it moving, um, I think that's, oh, we've got, the speaking of the teams that's still involved, the Eagles. The one thing you want to do is try to elimin, eliminate distractions before you get to the Super Bowl week or the Super Bowl week. Well, we're finding out this morning that the Eagles have an offensive lineman that has been indicted on rape charges and kidnapping charges. I want to touch on that when we get back. You listen to the Sports Grind, 877-37-GRIND. Again, that's 877-374-7463. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail, like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients, just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang, always bold, always ready. Go to zingzang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Grind. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the sports grind are you moving around the greater san antonio area choose the storage experts tiger moving and storage whether you're moving an office or the whole family tiger moving and storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient prompt and cost-effective service to learn more and to secure your portable storage container today go to choose tiger.com tiger moving and storage official sponsor of the sports grind All right, back here on the Sports Grind, 877-374-7463. Today's show is presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Zing Zang. Two words, a key to any perfect cocktail. And that is Zing Zang. Make sure you try out all their pre-made alcoholic drinks. Or you can just stick to the original mix and add your own favorite alcohol. That is Zing Zang, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, so keeping it moving here. So, yes, so Philly, as they're getting ready to uh, take on the Kansas City Chiefs, what is this? What Super Bowl are we at? The Super Bowl 57? Or which one? Uh, yeah, 57. Golly. Mm. Um, as they're getting ready to take on the Chiefs in Super Bowl 57, 
We're finding out this morning that they have an offensive lineman that has been indicted on rape charges and uh, kidnapping charges. Explain to me more of that, Jonas. Yeah, going off the Yahoo Sports report, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles offensive lineman Josh Sills has been indicted on rape and kidnapping felony charges. The Ohio Attorney General and County Sheriff announced on Wednesday. Uh, Continuing with the report here, Sills, 25, was issued a summons to appear at uh, Guernsey County Common Police Court on February 16th. So we're looking at about a week after the Super Bowl. Um, Now, he's been, Sills has been placed on the commissioner's exempt list, uh, which means that he will not be able to participate in team activities, including practice, games, and travel, um, as they continue to go through this on the personal conduct policy. And this is the incident you said from 2019? Uh, December 2019, when Sills allegedly engaged in sexual activity that was not consensual and held a victim against her will. Look, these are very sensitive, serious subjects. Uh, and this was talking. filed really quick on the 31st, so yesterday. This yeah. was filed yesterday. These are very sensitive uh, subjects and talk- topics. Um, you know, that's somebody's daughter. Could be somebody's mother. Um, and, and this is the sad thing about it, because I've talked about this before on Airwaves. It's just that, you know, it's not everybody. But there's people like me that when they hear headlines like this, because this is just the, the, I'm just going by the product of my environment in the last 10, 15, probably about a decade or so. Um, people like me, when they hear that and they read that and they look at the timeline and they look at what year and then they say it's 2019. And then you look at the fact that this guy is in a situation that's basically going to play a game that all these guys, I don't care if you're a lineman, a running back, a quarterback, a cornerback, or special teams, you dream to get to this game. This is what you play for, okay? All of them got, yes, the money and all that, but the majority of these guys play for that recognition, and this is going to be one of his biggest games in his career. And to me, it's sad because – you know, I just feel that, again, I, I proceed with caution on all these because there's for every one of these that are 100 percent correct and we're dealing with, a, as they say, a predator. A sexual predator is what they call it. For everyone that's right on in the last decade, you can get one or two that end up basically after the fact for the better, clear, blunt terms is that there it's a it's a lie. And the thing with me is the reason why I proceed is because, again, and I've said this before, just for new listeners, I look at, you know, what we've been through in this country and society in the last four years. Well, really, last five or six years. And really, it's about the empowerment and the respect of the woman and the whole Me Too movement and, and everything the the eliminate the whole casting couch stiff and the, the stuff and the whole Harvey Weinstein, and all that. That's what it's all been. So you have more women that have come out. And basically feel not alone. Because, like, look, I'm not a woman. Just like people, I don't like people telling me what it feels like to be a black man, an African-American man in America. I'm not going to sit there and, and, and tell how a woman is supposed to feel or how this works because I'm not a woman. But I do feel that when you look at being violated like this, allegedly, you would think, and if I had a daughter, which I don't, I'm a stepdaughter, but if I had my own daughter... Or whether this was my mother, rest her soul. If I had my sister, in this day and time, I would want them to come uh, come forward immediately 
when you're talking about something as 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 criminal as this. And the sad thing about it is the women that are truly victims. I think the other side of it is you have women that are looking at some of them. It's not always about money. Some of it could just be being vindictive, a woman scorn or this and this or whatever. You never know. And I don't know the details of this, but it just comes out to me to where more of these that's come up that I've got to talk about these on airwaves or they come up and pop up in the sports world. I just feel that it's more that I've just know I've got to proceed with caution on this. Because a lot, some of these, man, it comes out the damages. Look at that. I mean, look at the kicker from San Diego State, the punter that was chosen by the Buffalo Bills uh, last draft. Yeah, Matariza. Matariza covered the story in real time when it happened. Buffalo tried to spend 24 hours standing by him. And by the time 48 hours elapsed, they had to go and cut ties with him. Midway through the season toward, I would say we were to the last quarter part of the season. There was a small, not headlines like it was before, but small headlines saying that, oh, there was no charge. Charges dropped. We found out that the young lady was lying. And I think that, and not to dive all in that case, I think the only thing that saved that young man was there was witnesses at that party, allegedly, where this went down, that saw this young lady's behavior and saw her story and really knew what went down. Because trust me, and I and I've known them personally. There's there's men or guys getting caught in these situations. There is no witness. It's either you, your word against hers, and DNA. So again, if he's guilty, the hell with the Super Bowl. He deserves to be indicted and charged. But if he's not, it doesn't matter because the damage is done. And this just makes me. I mean, we're we we're twenty twenty three now. And I just feel that in these situations, and I understand this, the, the psychologically of this, and that's why I, you know, put a disclaimer like, look, I ain't a woman, so I'm not going to try to sit up here on the radio and play this is whatever. But it's one of those situations and the timing in the years ago, I think in the society, and you have some women that feel like this, but I think in the society and what we, what we have put on Front Street, I mean, remember that period in what? It was pre-COVID, but 2018, 19? I would say 2017 to 19. <laughs> there were some big name people in all different industries that were losing their jobs, CEOs and everything, because it was just like, we're not going to treat women like that anymore. And that just gave some women an empowerment when you just say, hey, man, that's happened to me. Let me speak up. And that's just where I'm thinking if you're truly a victim, I can understand that you don't you feel violated. I can understand you don't want to run to the law in this way. You know, whatever the case may be, you know, it takes you a, a, you know, a few months. It takes you three or six months. It takes you seven, eight months consulting with people, maybe seeing psychological help. But three years where we're at, that's the thing that basically it puzzles me a little bit. And not saying that this young lady, that this is all a farce. I mean, I'm just telling you the other side that I don't feel that gets reported enough uh, by people in the media about the situation. Because it's a sensitive subject and most people don't feel comfortable going there like that anyway. What do you got, Mr. Clark? Uh, very well put, Cal. Um, looking at the football side of this, for any other anybody with uh -huh. those kinds of questions, uh, Sales, who is he? Right, he's an undrafted rookie. Right, uh, so he actually just turned twenty five. You know, this is within a week. Right, and you got these these charges coming down. Um, but he's only taken the field in one game. Uh, that was week five against Arizona. It hasn't mm. hasn't taken any snaps. Uh, the rest of the season, including the postseason. So when you look at the distraction standpoint, uh, not to detract from 
the seriousness of this case, but for the super for the Super Bowl stands for the Eagles. Does this does this continue to play inside their heads a little bit? I don't know about playing inside their heads. I mean, I'm glad that you pretty much laid it out in regards to whether he was a starter, second string, whether it was yeah, and you just said hey, he's only appeared in one game. But the reality of it is, he's on the team. And he's supposed to be making a trip to the Super Bowl. And then the, and would you, uh, keep in mind, they have things, which y'all all know this. I'm not breaking news, but they have things called Media Day at the Super Bowl. And you and the, and the Super Bowl is the time, you know, things have been different the last few years because of COVID and everything. But, you know, Super Bowl has always been the time where you get those reporters that are sent from outlets that don't even cover the NFL. They're just sent there to dig, to dig, to find stories like this to ask people. So my point is, even though he's played in one game, and he's not going to be making the trip because of this. Somebody there, a lot of those guys, they're going to have to answer questions to this because that's what some reporters do. So it will be somewhat a distraction, but due to the fact of his not being a starter, only playing one game, it's not like they got to get used to how do we play without him? What are we going to do? I'm not talking all about that, but it's still a negative look. It's a negative look. Anything. Now, it ain't Eugene Robinson going to look at for hookers the night before a Super Bowl and get busted. It ain't that bad because he was a starting safety. I was like, Eugene, I was like, that's a route. That's back to back. Thank you. But, yeah, it's not that bad, but it's still somewhat a distraction. So that's my take. We'll see how it plays out, you know. Socially, it's horrible. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, I mean, if it's true, if it is true. I mean, it doesn't matter whether he's an NFL lineman or he's going to be on Eagles or he's a guy that basically bags groceries. I mean, it's a it's a serious, serious offense. I just feel that it's important to say to tell the two sides of this story because it's sad. And I've said this before, until they come up with laws. To put women away when they falsely accuse or waste taxpayers money or district attorneys and seeing if we going to pick it. We are we picking up the charges? They waste people time until they start giving out time for that. You're going to have, not all, but you're going to still have a portion of women. Like Jay-Z once said, groupy girls, stop false accusing it. You're going to have them continue to false accuse high-profile, wealthy men. And it don't even have to be wealthy. It could just be men. Like I said, like they always tell you, it has no fear. Or however the saying goes, as Hell a woman, hath no fury. And yeah, as a woman scorn or whatever that saying is, it is what it is. But just a sad situation. And, and my thing too, I mean, looking the other side of it, Jonas. I mean, now that you get you dug into who this guy is, my question is me turning back the mirror at the media. Like, like this was on three out of the major sites this morning. So I'm thinking, like, if this guy is. Not a starter. He's not a second string. But this is a guy that's made one appearance. Should this, I mean, I, yes, I know the time, but should this really be a story that's heading leading? If this is, I like, if it's, you know, if it's Lance Johnson or if it's somebody like, okay, but like, is that the media just trying to create to say, hey, this is a serious story? But evidently, this has been going on with this guy behind scenes for a while and no one's even known about it except the organization, probably. Charges were just filed yesterday. So this is news news. It's stemming from a 2019 incident. Okay. Charges were filed. Okay, so let me ask you this. January 31st. Let me ask you this. If this was Jalen Hurts, or this was anybody else on the roster, say a starter, 
Do you feel, even though with no charges being filed yet, don't you think we've been talking about this story already before now on this show? Meaning, like, there's speculation that this player could be involved in something, no charge been filed, but this is an ongoing process, and all of a sudden the DA decides to pick up charges today. My point is, is that if if this is a guy that is is a starter or he's an integral part to Philly winning the NFC championship game or getting ready for the Super Bowl. I feel that if he, cause this is serious charges and it's stemming right. from 2019. And keep in mind, I say this because we live in a TMZ era. So to me, if you're a pro athlete and you got a serious charge like this is stemming since 2019 with 2023, if it was anybody else that was a starter, I believe we would have heard about this prior to this, that this could be pending. But you got reporters and everybody that's not going to dig and dig because this guy is a guy that's, ah, well, you know, he's in, he's a lineman. He's a secretary. That's my opinion on it. If anything, Cal, I, I, again, this being a 2019 incident that was just filed and he's only a rookie, this is something I would have expected to come out in the draft process. At that point, I would have expected this back in camp well, for a Philadelphia well, reporter to say, look more into this guy if you even know about it. You can't report on something you don't know about. That's true. So if you're there's there's every newspaper has it somebody that's looking through the ledger to say oh okay what's happening what's happening here wait oh this Sills Sills looks like a familiar name who is he you do a little digging oh he's on the Eagles then you report it it goes out there somebody else has a Google notification for Eagles player report news and they find it and that's how you get the big networks to now to I know he I, if, if I'm not mistaken and maybe you said this and it just slipped my mind or whatever even though you're sitting like two feet away from me. Now, he did have to go spend some time at OU, right? He went to Oklahoma. I mean, because he in college, I think he transferred. If I'm not mistaken, he went to OU for a period of time. Oklahoma State Oklahoma, and West Virginia. Oklahoma State, and he started at West Virginia. Where was he drafted at? Do you know? I mean, he was undrafted. Okay. Well, see, there you go then. And that answers your question right there why you figured that that's why it never came up in the draft. One of three, according to the Yahoo Sports story, one of three undrafted players yeah. to make the roster this season. And in the timeline, I like the way you laid it. Yes, if this if this guy was a uh, hell, I would even say if he was projected to be a second or third round pick, let alone a first round pick, that stuff would have been out pre draft. But due to the fact that he went undrafted and he was pretty much, you know, against all odds trying to make the NFL, no one's going to dig into his past or something in a town like that with a case like that pending. Like I'm pretty sure the locals knew. Everybody around there knew the situation, but I think on that, that's the reason why, because he just wasn't a top prospect. And that's kind of what I mean about the star player. We wouldn't just be hearing about this, but no, do I think that it's going to affect Philly in regards to their, you know, preparation for the game or perform? No, but it is, it's negative news and it's something that, and I don't think they're going to be bombarded with questions because the guy's not a starter, but I do feel that a few reporters out there will have to answer this and, you know, it is what it is. And the team already did release, did release a statement. I mean, you can copy paste from everything else. Two, the organization is aware of the legal matters involving Josh Sills. We have been in communication with the league office and are in the process of gathering more information. We have no further comment at this time. Well, there you go. I mean, there you go. Um, I mean, it's it, to me, it got enough news to where you know when the, the, the organization has to go ahead and release a statement. Um all right, real quick before we get out of here, did you tell me where, I know I wanted to know, did you tell me where UTSA, the t- uh, Triangle of Toughness, where did they, where did rivals have them coming in in this recruiting? Uh, 57th in the 2023 class. Okay. Okay. Um, you've got uh, New Mexico State 
Uh, I know our listeners out there on 1380, uh, New Mexico State is, is not ranked in the top 100. Um, but they yeah, do. Yeah, it's tough sledding out there in New they, Mexico. They do State. have a three-star corner coming in from uh, Bishop Corman, though. That's yeah. leading the class. Yeah. I but if that. you look at the top ten really fast, because uh, we already went over the top five. Alabama number one, of course. Georgia number two. Texas number three. Ohio State four. LSU five. Oklahoma six. Uh, Miami of Florida seven. Oregon eight. Nine is Clemson. Ten is Notre Dame. That's not, you know, A and M comes in at fourteen. <laughs> I know you want to know how Jimbo's yeah. doing. Yeah, man, kicking up all that dust last offseason. Nar- some people are narcissists, man, and, and no, and that's unacceptable. That kind of money Jimbo's getting paid at fourteen. You said fourteen. Well, I, I guess after signing I guess after that money they spend last, the boost like man, you see what, what the hell was that? The product we ain't spending nothing this year. You better go shop at you better go shop at the flea market, Jim. Fourteen, that's unacceptable. And let me tell you something too. I like Davo. They missed the playoffs two years in a row since old Sunshine has been gone, and they came in at you said at ten, uh, nine, right ahead of Notre Dame. Yeah, man. They probably cost themselves a couple spots just for storming that damn field for breaking that home streak record after winning two national titles. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. You know, if they would have done that stuff in Alabama, Nick would have told AD, like, hey, ain't nobody coming to the game this. We ain't selling no tickets this game. We're going to play in front of nobody. That's ridiculous. It'll rush the field for that. Yeah. I'm going to start putting heat on them guys that's cashing them checks because old Green say Nick, but they ain't delivering too much. I got my eyes on them. All right, man, that is a wrap for today. Special thanks to producer of the show, Jonas Clark. All right, San Antonio, El Paso, Abilene, people up in Tyler, people up in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down in Laredo. When that alarm goes off tomorrow morning before you hit the snooze button and before you roll out the rack, just ask yourself, you grinding? Peace. See you tomorrow. When life sounds too much like this. It's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here.